Hello, this is John Smallwood, Senior Wealth Advisor at Smallwood Wealth Management located in Red Bank, New Jersey. Today, we're continuing on the 19 sources of retirement income, and we're going to be focusing on the concept of tax-free dividend income and or interest income in a plan. Where do these come from? What are the sources? And there's really, most of the time when we're talking about this, we're talking about municipal bond interest it is a it is i going back to the interest conversation from a previous podcast we were talking about i lend money to a company to a bank to a government in this particular case as i'm lending money to a municipal government there's an interest payment a dividend and that interest or dividend is considered to be tax free at the federal level. And there's a difference in the rates typically. What you also have to think about is what we covered last time on the podcast is if the dividends are considered to be qualified, for example, not a municipal bond, but in a asset that is a publicly traded stock asset that's not excluded, and it has met the holding period, and your taxable income is below 80,000, these qualified dividends, you know, 40,000 for a single taxpayer, 80,000 for married filing joint, and 53,000 for head of household, dividend, qualified dividends do not, they pay capital gain rates, and below those levels, there is no capital gain. So, we really have to think about, you know, how do I get the right mix of this in my strategy? But tax-free dividends reinvested into a municipal bond portfolio can be a very powerful creator of wealth because it's not getting hit with that reduction in that financial pressure, which is the taxation. These suffer the same interest rate risk and potential tax traps from alternative minimum tax and things to that nature in the past, not so much in the same vein as today. So the majority of municipal bonds are the interest is or the dividend is tax free. If you have a private activity bond that is basically the municipality is using it to attract private investment for projects that have some public benefit, it's going to be subject to alternative minimum tax, effectively taxing the municipal bond. Those are nuances, but what we want to understand is that when you begin to look at the power of tax exempt interest we're really focusing on on the tax return line 2a we're we're looking for income that shows on the tax return but it's not creating taxable income to the individual which there's a significant benefit to not paying tax there's a you know but again they're subject to the volatility you go back into the 1980s if I had a million dollars in a CD, let's just say at 10%, that would be 
and let's say the tax bracket was 40%, just to make it simple, it was higher and it was lower depending upon when you were. Let's just use 40% for an example. Those CD, that 10% CD, net after tax is $60,000, just not assuming for state level tax. If I had a municipal bond that was paying 8% interest, but it didn't have any taxation, the 80,000 is better than the 60 on a net after tax basis. So you always have to look at tax equivalent yield, but in your, in your accumulation, in your portfolio, you want to take this bond strategy and dividend strategy, and you want to create both taxable and municipal and qualified and ordinary dividends so that you have multiple sources in this center of the tax return. This line 2A, line 2B, 3A is the qualified dividends, 3B is the ordinary dividends. And what we want to look at is, as we have these assets in a rising tax environment for those bonds that I have, if that's where I'm headed, these bonds could be very valuable in a rising tax environment because of their tax nature. It, it could be a much better spot for you. But you also need to look at, in my tax return, as I talked about earlier in an earlier podcast, is your effective bracket versus your marginal bracket. If your marginal bracket is exposing interest to a significantly high tax bracket, such as the 37% bracket or higher in the future or the past, potentially, right, is would I be better off removing some of that money from that asset class and deploying it over to the municipal area to generate tax-free? What would be my benefit? What's the ripple effect when I look at my overall tax picture? But again, as you're creating the 19 sources of retirement income, what you're trying to achieve is the dividends that you're receiving that are tax-free could dramatically reduce your taxes versus another strategy. And what you want to have is you want to have both going in the plan, but you need to understand what that, that mix, that ratio for you, the individual, that it should be versus your neighbors, right? So in the financial planning process, as we're sitting here looking at the next 15 years, and I'm either getting ready for retirement or I'm you know, in retirement, if I'm getting ready for retirement, I, I want to accumulate money in areas that are going to provide me with predictable income sources, taxed advantage income sources, but I also need to understand where the pressures are coming from in my plan. If I'm in retirement, how do I restructure among these 19 assets, you know, these 19 sources of retirement income to increase the bottom line income, take the pressure off? Because everything that we're trying to accomplish, everything in the financial plan is really trying to look at the individual plan and say, I have seven goals when I'm going to do a plan. I want to understand the current tax picture and I want to see if we can reduce it by 
looking at the strategy. And if I can reduce it today and I can develop strategies that are going to reduce taxes over the next 20 and 30 years be through strategy, not deferring it or postponing it, but true tax reduction strategies, that is a powerful concept. Risk is something that we constantly need to focus on. And there's many different types of risk. And when we start talking about you know, risk, one is market risk. We all think about market risk, but there's interest rate risk, there's, there's currency risk, there's, there's a series of risks that are in the plan and you wanna develop strategies that maintain and minimize risk, not increasing risk. We wanna understand how fees and costs are impacting the plan currently today. And you wanna develop strategies that reduce fees and costs, but through strategy, they don't compound those fees and costs also, because that's what's going on in a lot of, most people are actually compounding their taxes, they're compounding their risk, and they're compounding their fees and costs, which is ending up in you know, eroding capital. The key is, as you're doing this, you know, you're focusing on tax reduction methodologies. You're focusing on risk reduction methodologies. You're focusing on fee and cost reduction. You're developing strategies to increase savings during the accumulation phase or decrease withdrawal rate during the retirement plan so that you're increasing potentially your current income and in retirement, you're maximizing the income. You're getting the most amount of income from your assets that you can without the fear of running out of capital. And then ultimately passing the maximum amount of money to your family. If, if you're not focusing on all of those variables or all of those goals in your plan, I don't think you really have the right plan. You need to refocus this plan by targeting and going towards the 19 sources of retirement income, you're by default developing a plan that's more defensive, that's more resilient, it's more durable, potentially in all these moving targets and volatility of interest rates and markets, et cetera. Uh, you know, that's what you're, that's what you're rethinking and doing and looking at. So I, encourage everybody to share these podcasts to subscribe to the podcast as we bring out more things on your favorite place where you you know consume your podcasts we always offer a free no obligation wealth curve conversation which is in essence a 30-minute conversation about you and your plan understanding where you are what obstacles you have in front of you to get to retirement and how do you build a retirement plan a wealth plan that's going to achieve those seven goals, but retire as safe as possible as well. And really understanding, am I truly prepared for this? That conversation, typically it's about 30 minutes, uh, sometimes longer. You really get a great insight as to how we work, the questions we ask, what we think about. And I think it's one of the best conversations that, that you'll have with your wealth and with your finances. And then from there, you develop an action plan. You can see it on our smallwoodassociates.com website. There's a, a summary of, of how the process works. This type of thinking, this type of strategy, I think is super important 
to a long-term successful plan, constantly rethinking and looking at how all of the moving targets, changes in tax law, changes in interest rates, changes in everything, how it impacts your plan, and am I ready for what's coming? Thank you for listening. Hope to see you soon. Welcome to the end of the video. Smallwood Wealth Management is an investment advisor representative. The opinions expressed by Smallwood Wealth Management and guests on this show are their own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice, information presented for this educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume that any discussions or information presented serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized advice from Smallwood Wealth Management or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer of solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Smallwood Wealth Management is not a law firm or an accounting firm, and no portion of this presentation should be interpreted as legal, accounting, or tax advice. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Thank you for listening.